The Bully Girl Magazine podcast is your dog-eared audio destination, bookmarking the most compelling tales and insights from the vast canine universe. While we passionately dive into the world of bully breeds, dispelling myths, offering training tips, and discussing breed standards, our scope isn't limited. We cast our net wide to encompass a diverse range of dog breeds, ensuring no tale is left untold. Enhanced by expert interviews and inspiring stories, this podcast is a beacon for responsible ownership and breed education. It's where bully breed enthusiasts meet the broader dog-loving community, fostering unity, understanding and share joy in every bark and wag. So whether you're out walking your dog or listening at home, be sure to enjoy the show and keep coming back. So glad you're listening or watching the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. I'm very excited today from sunny Florida with roots in Missouri and New York. We have got Kelsey Watkins. She and her husband, Curtis, run the fantastic fashion kennel. Kelsey, welcome. And who is that gorgeous puppy? Hey, Lisa. Thanks so much for having us. Um, this is Jules. This is from one of our um, most recent breedings. We have uh, three litters right now at home. So a lot of them have been placed, but this is one of our keepers. So I figured we'd uh-huh. let her join the the chat here. So I'm so glad. Can you turn her towards the camera? Sure. I've got to see her full. Oh my gosh. Now see, to me, that looks like a pit puppy, but is that an American bully? Yep. She's a bully. Yep. Is she a pocket or a regular? Yep. She's a pocket. Uh-huh. Now, how big will a pocket get usually? Um, usually they get around, you know, depending on the male or female, you know, anywhere from 50 to 70 pounds. Sometimes there's some that are a little bit bigger than that, but um, anywhere from about 13 to 16 inches tall as well. Oh my so. gosh. She is so beautiful. Well, I want Thank to start you. by asking you a couple of questions that I love to ask everybody. And the first sure. one, and you can pick any of your dogs. Does your dog do anything unusual, unique, funny, quirky? Yeah. So everyone has their own unique personalities, of course, but... Um, we have two of them that kind of do their own little thing. Dolce um, is one of them. I call her my goat dog. She kind of jumps up on everything. Um, she will jump up. Yeah, there she By is. Away. Uh, she will jump vertically up to anything. So she'll be on the back <laughs> of the couch. She'll be on on anything that she can get up on. She just jumps straight up. So she's like my goat. You see her perching anywhere. So everybody else is kind of on the ground and she's up high somewhere. Um, and then our girl Zar, she loves to sit like on her back legs and kind of sit straight up. Um, it's really funny to see that, but yeah, those are my two quirkiest girls that I have. So I love that. Now, when did your love of dogs begin? And then when did your love of bully breeds in particular begin? So for both me and my husband, we started at a really young age. We had um, dogs growing up. Um, and then we, as we got a little bit older, we kind of developed into that, you know, passion a little bit more. Um, I know my husband said at one point he had like 14 pit bulls when he was young. So um, love he's that. always loved the these kind of pity terrier breeds. Yeah. Um, and then from a young age, I wanted to be a vet. So I always was involved. I, I did some volunteer work and some work with a vet office. Um, and then we both uh, in our 20s were raising and breeding pit bulls. And then we just kind of developed into the bullies kind of, it's kind of a, a better, even better version of pit bulls. So that's kind of how we ended up there. So um, we oh, both love great. the breed, love everything about it. So, and you know, it's, it's fun that both of us can share that passion together. So now I'm a pit bull fanatic. So when you say better than a pit bull, what are some of the uh, characteristics about these wonderful American bullies? So for me, the pits are a little bit, they were a little bit more hyperactive and not <laughs> to say that the bullies can't be. Um, but you know, I see a lot of the, the pit bulls are more like a gamey breed, you know, where they're out working and, you know, yeah. the bullies are kind of a similar look, but they uh, are more of a couch potato to me. You know, there's a lot of pits that have that in it and and they're, you know, more than happy to sit on the couch with you. But um, the bullies are just, you know, they'll work when they want to work or work when you need them to, but they'll also be fine and comfortable just laying in the bed with you and, and just kind of being lazy. So 
See, I love that. Right now, Blue will cuddle after he's run. I mean, in the morning, he'll get on the bed yeah. and cuddle with us. But during the day, if he hadn't had his walk yet or his run out, you know, off leash, because there's certain places I can take him, you know, my daughter will go up to try to cuddle him when he runs away. She's like, why do you run away? Because he hasn't had his walk. As soon as we get back, he will sit with you the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, he's calm. He's a, I love the idea, the though, right, of yeah. just having one. Okay, see, the more I learn about the American bully, the more that I want one. Talk to us about the exotics as well. So the exotics are, you know, kind of, they're more, um, I'm trying to think the best way to describe them. I mean, they're, they're, uh, like a, a bully in, in a smaller size with a little bit of a crazier look. Um, <laughs> they have some of the same personality traits. Um, they do kind of have some of the bulldog traits to them too, as far as personality goes. Um, but to me, most of my bullies, whether it's the nanos, the exotics, the pockets, they all pretty much have the same personality, same traits. You know, they're very loving, very loyal. Um, they're kind of laid back. Um, it's just kind of what the look that you're going for, basically. So um, some of our exotics, you know, are super small, muscly, you know, got the big shoulders, you know, and then the pockets, you know, are a little bit taller. But um, personality wise, I don't see a lot of difference between all of them. It's just kind of more of a preference on looks. Right. And you have French bulldogs, too. We do. Oh. We do. And it's funny. Our smallest dog is our, our French bulldog, uh, Mika. She's the smallest, but the biggest personality. So she thinks she's the boss of the house. So, you know, and, and uh, I have a Borable here too. So she's like 160 pounds and Mika will boss her around. And Mika's like 16 pounds on a good day. So it's just so funny. Like the Frenchies are small, but big personality. Right. Now what's a Borable? Um, a Borable is a South African Mastiff. They're a livestock guardian dog. They, um, their you know roots are in Africa. They just, you know, within the last, I would say decade or so kind of made their way to America um, so they're, they're big dogs. They're big, big dogs. And I've always been interested in, in bigger dogs. I did my research. I love the Mastiff breeds. Um, yeah. the Borables seem to be more of a family dog. Um, you know, we looked into Connie Corsos, we looked into Dogos and, and just, you know, Mastiffs, Bull Mastiffs and, uh, Borables are just an overall, just great family dog. And they're, they're like a bully to me in, in a big, big body. So, yeah. you know, she's lazy when she needs to be and, and she's <laughs> on her job when she needs to be too. So, so she's great. I love her too. So oh, I love that. So in Bully Girl magazine, number 104, look at Dolce. Oh my God, they're so beautiful. You talk <laughs> about the different health testing. Talk to us about what you do with your beautiful dogs. Absolutely. Each each um specific bully or our breed has their own specific, you know, potential health problems. So we like to clear them all of that. So our French Bulldogs, we do a health panel through UC Davis um, that will kind of go over all any genetic issues that they may have or may be passing mm -hmm. on. Uh, so we make sure that the, all our health panels there are clear. We also get them vet checked to make sure that our vet is is in agreement that they're ready to be bred, that they're of good, good you know, breeding quality to, to pass on. You know, the, we want to yeah. make sure that every dog that we produce is a good, healthy dog. Um, and then also with our bullies, we do um, cardiac testing as well hip and joints, that kind of thing. Um, and like I said, all of them go through our, uh, our vet for, you know, make sure that they're completely healthy, ready to go, you know, that they're of sound health before we even think about breeding. Um, and then my Borable, she has um, extensive, they do a lot of joint stuff with them. So the OFA and stuff like that, that makes sure that their joints, hips and everything are of sound before, before we do any breeding. We don't want to pass any bad traits along. No, we don't want to produce any dogs with any health issues. So health is a big thing for us. We make sure that everybody's you know, got the best qualities. Nobody has any health issues before we go ahead with breeding. Oh, that's great. You know, I love to make up songs about my dogs and all I can think of is you're my adorable, abhorrible. <laughs> but wait, it's horrible. <laughs> I just made him an abhorrable. Okay, I'll work on that. But do you think, <laughs> I just keep thinking that adorable, horrible. 
<laughs> anyway, let's talk about how you guys are also committed to the mental readiness of each dog, which I find really impressive. What are some of the things that you do? Yeah, so we um we start off really young. We you know with our puppies, we expose them to a lot. We make sure that they're socialized, but we expose them to all kinds of sights, sounds, all kinds of things. Um, different people, different dogs. That way, that they're just a well-rounded dog. Um, as they get older, we do our basic obedience, and and like I said, we're it's constant exposure. Um, right. so we'll take them to the beach. We'll take them to the park. We'll take them to the trails. Um, the the area what we live in, they um they're really dog friendly. So we have restaurants mm -hmm. that that are really good about us bringing dogs in. We have trails that you can take them off leash and they can run around and, you know, kind of get all engulfed in nature. Um, we have the dog friendly beaches around here. So it's just really important that we, we touch on every aspect. We just make these dogs basically bulletproof, you know, we, yeah. we don't, we make sure that they're exposed to everything, thunderstorms, gunshots, you know, any yeah. people, other dogs, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, we always make sure that not only are we physically, tiring our dogs up, but we're mentally tiring them out as well, giving them puzzles, giving them different enrichments to do so that they're not bored, you know, and that they're, they're tired all the way around the board. Uh, a tired yeah. dog is always a better dog. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> How do you handle the misconceptions about the bully breeds, especially the American bullies? I think uh, a lot of it is just misinformation and kind mm -hmm. of, you know, in a slight way, ignorance. Um, so just education. Um, I love to take Dolce, Dolce out. She, uh, She's always an attention getter, just just from the looks of her. Oh, um, yeah. She just a, just I just that dog is just amazing. That's why we just that's our star girl. She just is the epitome of a of an American bully. So usually, what happens is, is we take her out, and people are like, "Oh my God, she's so unique looking." You know, I love the way she looks, and that kind of brings in conversation, and then we can have those talks. You know, like, "Hey, you know, maybe what you've heard or what you think you know, it's not the same." You know, and once they meet one good dog, sometimes it really changes people's you know, outlook on that. So it's all, yeah. all about education, that kind of thing. You know, I love to bring her to the airport too, you know, and oh, just kind of let her run around and get, get pet by everybody, <laughs> brought her to schools, the mall, all kinds of places. So it's just all about changing people's thought process. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's talk about what you feed your dogs. So we've, uh, we've kind of gone back and forth with different um, brands, different, different things. Um, and then we finally landed on the thing that works the best for us is uh, we love diamond dog food. Um, you know, it's just a really good brand. Um, so we usually do our, our diamond naturals salmon, um, get all the good mm, fish oils in there. Yeah. And then we also like to enrich them with some raw, raw food. So we might do some raw chicken feet, some, nice. you know, some livers, you know, good organ meat. Um, some of the dogs get, get beef or, or pork, depending some of ours, ours, um, are a little bit more sensitive to the chicken. So yeah. we'll throw in, you know, anything that kind of helps with enrichment, but also helps with their overall health. So. We, we do the, the diamond natural and then, and then the raw food as well. Oh, great. And I was enjoying reading about how they sled pull <laughs> for exercise and swimming. Tell us about this. Yeah. So that's another thing that we, you know, kind of like to expose our dogs to a little bit of everything. So we bought some sleds and tried it out and some of our dogs love it. There's other ones that'll just sit there like, I'm not supposed to pull this, so I'm not going to. Um, but some of the dogs, especially Dolce, she loves to do it. So um, we'll just throw some weights on there. We'll take them in the backyard or take them out front and on the road and just let them, let them kind of run around and pull the sled around. Um, and if we can find somebody to let us use their pool, we'll, we'll go swimming. There's also some beaches that have some good areas where the dogs can swim. But like I said, the dogs love to be active. Uh, we have some, some good beaches, some good areas for them to get the swimming in or, or the sled pulling is something we started early on um, when we first started our kennel, you know, we read about it and it has a lot of good yeah. benefits to it. Keeps them in really good shape. So we do that as well. So. Oh, that, that must be really fun. It is. Oh, wait a second. You're in Florida, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm picturing like all this snow when the dog is pulling the sled. What, what, what are they doing this on? Oh, so we bought these, um, they're like little metal, 
little metal sleds that have like a pole on it and you just throw the weights on top of it. Oh, um, and okay. then it hooks up to them like a harness. Oh, that's so. awesome. Okay. I'm sitting there like, oh, wait a second. Now, how do you deal with the heat? Because the heat has been really bad this year. And I know that boys oh, in particular are very sensitive. They are. And they, and I don't think people, some people don't realize how sensitive they are, how quick, you know, even not even bullies, just dogs in general, how quick the heat can affect them. Um, but especially the bullies are, are super sensitive to that. Um, so in the summer months or the hot months here, we uh, kind of alter our, our uh, routine here. So the mm -hmm. dogs will go out at night. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, they'll stay smart. in the AC all day. So they'll go oh, out good. early in the morning, maybe five, <laughs> six o'clock in the morning, go play out back, go for their walks. Um, then they're inside all day. They'll go outside for a quick bathroom break. They're inside the rest of the day. And then at nighttime, you know, we're going on our long walks. We're going, Aww. you know, out back and playing fetch or doing whatever we want to do, you know, but it's important to stay cool, stay out of the <laughs> yeah. heat, you know, it's not worth it. So I don't want to be outside either when it's hot. So I don't make them have to be outside. So, yeah, we just alter our, our routine a little bit. So they're out during the cooler times of the day. Right. And what do you love most about what you do with these beautiful dogs? I just love watching them grow. I love watching each of their personalities. You know, mm -hmm. we have, we have 20 dogs here. Each one is unique. Each one is different. So I love every single one for their own unique reasons. Um, but I love just watching, you know, it's always amazing. The breeding aspect of it, just seeing what they produce, seeing what comes out and just watching the puppies develop. That's my favorite part. You yeah. know, it's always like, it's, it's our little Christmas every time, you know, they have puppies because mm -hmm. we never know what's going to come out, especially like when Dolce has puppies, we never know what's, what's going to come out of her, her being Merle, she just kind of throws, <laughs> throws a little bit of everything. So it's always right. a big surprise. So mm -hmm. we just love to see all that. So. Oh, that is so nice. Now, I know that some puppies need extra help. For example, the people that I've spoken to who breed Frenchies say they need a lot of suction because of the, the flat face. Do you find that when they're nursing, it's a little more labor intensive than, say, the bullies? Yeah, I mean, Frenchies are, have their own unique problems. Right. Um, they, they definitely need a little bit of extra support. Just any of those brachiocephalic dogs really kind of right. need an extra eye, extra extra help. So we always keep an eye out for that. But we're ready for anything. We have an incubator here. We have oxygen machine. We have suction machines, all of that. So we're ready, ready for all that, you know, and whelping is hard. Um, but Frenchies okay. are definitely, definitely not for, for a beginner breeder. That's for sure. They definitely, they do have some, some bigger issues and, you know, and it all depends on the mom too. You know, we've, I've, I have some bullies that the mom's just, you know, they're not as good as some of the other ones. So you yeah. just have to keep an extra eye out and give the support when they need it. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. You know, I, the more I talk to people, the more I want American bully puppy, but I've always been shy about getting a puppy because it just seems like so much work. What would you say? It seems like they're pretty smart and pretty easygoing. How, how do you find yep. the training? I, I think that they're, they're easy to train. They catch on okay. quick. Um, and I think that part has to do, you know, with kind of those pit bull roots. They're super right. easy to train. Um, they, they love to please. So, you know, potty training and, and basic obedience training is usually pretty easy for us. We really haven't had that many, many issues, um, with, uh, training wise. It just, it's all about consistency. That's right. it. You know, like as long as you're consistent, they'll get it. As long as you are very clear on what your expectations are, they're, they're pretty quick to catch on. So training has been pretty easy for us. The Frenchies oh, though, that was that tough the Frenchies are <laughs> <It's> another story. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they follow the, their own rules. They're on their own time, yeah. but the bullies, they're super easy. Yeah. Oh my God. Could you hold him up again? Now you're keeping him. Oh. Yeah. This one, she's, okay. she's staying with us. Oh my God. How old is she? Uh, she's three months old. Oh my God. And what was her name again? Uh, her name is Jules. Jules. Oh my gosh. She is precious. And she has that look. <laughs> she's perpetually smiling. If you're listening to the show, like if you're driving or, you know, you're in a way 
walking your dog and you can't watch, make sure to come and watch this. Just go to YouTube and type in Bully Girl Magazine Podcast. I can't wait to show this to my husband and daughter. They're going to be like, okay. I said, my husband's like, okay, only two dogs until we saw Jules, but you're keeping her. And she's just pretty mellow like that. I love it. Yeah, she's really mellow. So we have a couple of them that they're they're uh, pretty spunky. Um, but Jules does have a sister that's available for anybody who's looking. They look exactly the same. Oh, so, really? um, you know, it was, like? it was a fight between me and my husband on who we're keeping. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they're, these ones are pretty laid back. We got a couple of them. Um, we have some from Dolce's Litter as well that are just, they're, they're a lot of personality. But yeah, they're great. <laughs> I love watching and playing with the puppies. Well, that is so great. Well, what do you hope to see in the bully girl world 10 years from now that you're not currently seeing? Um. The biggest thing for me is better breeding. Um, I see a lot of people who got into the bully community within the last couple of years and they, their, uh, their goal is different than a lot of our goals. You know, we want to see the best of the breed. We want to see the best personalities, the best, um, overall structure, um, health, all that stuff be passed on generation to generation. And I feel like a lot of people recently got into it because they know the money's there. Um, and they're doing things that maybe not ethically are, are, you know, the best, or, you know, I would say like, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. And there's some dogs who are just, you know, they're, they're great pet homes, but they should not be bred. And people are just, you know, they see that, that paycheck, they see that money in there. And, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunate. You see dogs that have a lot of health problems that, that gets passed on generation to generation. So I'm hoping in the next 10 years, we kind of stick to doing good breeding, you know, and stick to good ethics and morals. Um, you know, I love to see people who are doing health testing and who are passing on good traits. Um, so, and I, I do see that at least in the pocket world, um, there's there's more of a, a push towards that where I see a lot of a lot more health testing. People are putting their dogs in shows. They're getting their dogs, you know, the champion, grand champion stuff. So um, that's definitely on on our our goals too is start going to more shows. We've been doing a lot of the fun shows lately, so we're looking forward to going to more of the ABKC shows and and getting our dogs in there and getting them in the ring. So um, well, tell us about yeah, the fun like, shows. Fun shows are um you know like I mean there's trophies there's there's yeah. uh. There's all kinds of things that people can do. You know, you have your different um, different categories that you can go in. And, and it's really great to just go and network and see how the dogs put hands on dogs. And, you know, you see a lot of dogs that you maybe normally would have seen online or whatever. But it, it's really great to just network and just be around people who love this breed. Um, so the fun shows are kind of more, you know, you get all kinds of different categories. Um, and then the ABKC sanctioned shows are just, you know, they're pretty they're pretty straightforward with the rules. And, and those are also great to to go and see and see what's out there. So now we spoke previously and you mentioned wanting to do your own show. Mm -hmm. So that's in the works. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, we've been, we've been to shows all over. I've been to rumble in the jungle in Texas. I've been to shows in Missouri. Um, there's a lot of shows here in Florida. I've been to kind of pulling information from each one. Um, so we want to kind of take all the information in that we've done or we've, we've seen and, um, just kind of do our own show. So, um, that's in the works. We don't have a date yet. Um, have a location, but I love where we, we're at here. Um, we're here in Cocoa, Florida. So we're kind of an hour south of Orlando, two hours north of Miami. So it's a great location. Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of getting that all set up and having everybody come see us. And, and uh, yeah, it should be, it should be fun. I know it, co- it comes with a lot of work, a lot of planning, right. but like I said, we, we spent two years kind of gathering information, see how we want to run the show. So hopefully soon we'll have that, that all planned out and the dates picked. So Oh, great. I'm like, I can't stop staring at him. I mean, her. 
Ever since I was a kid, I think it's a fault of cartoons. Although people will say, but wait, Sylvester is a male, the cat. I've always mm -hmm. like think of dogs as he's and cats as she's. And I should get over that by now. But for some reason, my little kid brain in me still does that. I'm like, oh, look at him. Not to mention, I've only had male dogs. So that's probably a, a bigger part of the reason. Uh, but she is that's absolutely I've, gorgeous. I mean, I, I've had, I had a male dog, um, I don't know, probably six years ago but mine mostly been females so that's funny that you've, yeah. you've done nothing but male, male dogs yeah and, I've done nothing it, but female, and but. it just happens to be that way like i don't go into the shelter saying i want a male dog it just it ends up being that way yeah who, who picks you yep yeah exactly they yeah all of my dogs <laughs> picked me exactly now let's talk about picking a dog from you what's the process from start to finish sure so um it kind of depends on you know what the age of the dog is you know so what we start doing is we advertise um, what, what breedings we have coming up. Um, if anybody's interested in a breeding that hasn't happened or has happened, you know, and maybe they aren't born yet, we kind of have that discussion. But the biggest thing is just um, people communicating with us on what they're looking for. Are you looking for a pet? Are you looking for some something to breed, something to take to shows? You know, what are you looking for male, female? So we start that conversation, kind of see what the best fit is. Um, and depending on the, the age of the litter, if they're already born, they may have to put a deposit down, um, you know, and then we kind of go from there. Like I said, at, once they're born, we um, update pictures and videos weekly or anytime that they ask. Um, and then uh, once they're of age, they're eight weeks old, then we set up for transport. Um, but we, I like to match people with the best dog that, that uh, is going to fit their family. You know, so like I said, each dog has their own personality. So some people pick based off of color and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I like to pick based off of uh, personality, what's going to best fit with our home. But yeah. yeah, we like to make sure that everybody's good to go. So they get vet checked before they leave. They're vaccinated. They're dewormed. Um, they have all their paperwork and then either we'll fly them. And I personally fly with them or I drive them depending on where they are. So. Oh, wow. And you said Jules' sister is still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm, we might have to talk after the show. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> now, have you ever had an experience where somebody couldn't keep the dog? Maybe they got ill or something. Not that the dog, but themselves. And, you know, you had to take a dog back. Yep. They're just like, it wasn't a good fit. How do you handle that? Yep. So that's uh, actually um, built right into our contracts, um, which is another part of, of buying a dog from us. Once you, we've determined that you want to buy a dog, well, we have a contract that both of us sign um, and we're held to that. So um, actually just recently a dog that we um, bred last year, um, what well, we bred her mom, you know, out yeah. of the litter and they couldn't, they couldn't keep her. They were moving and they just didn't have anywhere to keep her. So I went, went and picked her up. So I went up to Missouri and picked her up and brought her back home. She's back here with me. So part of our contract is that if you can't keep the dog or if something goes goes awry, you know, something unplanned, definitely contact us first. Um, we want first dibs on getting one of our dogs back. You know, we don't want them to end up in a shelter, end up in a bad situation. Um, so we like to have first dibs and knowledge that they, they aren't a fit and um, they can come back to us if, if needed. And then, um, and then either they'll stay here with us or they'll, you know, we'll rehome them. But yeah, we're always, 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 you know, once, once you're part of the family, you're always part of the family. So we give support where they're needed. So if they need support with uh, training or anything that may come up, we're always there to help with that. Any help with the, the breeding that they may need um, in the future, we also help with that. Um, but yeah, that's always always our goal to get them where they, they should go, get them in a happy home and, and stay there. But if not, they can always go back to us. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? And of course, we're going to get to how to find you and all that good stuff. But is there anything you were hoping we'd touch on that we didn't today? Not that I can think of because we're, we're always always loving to network with people, meet new people, yeah. you know, if anybody has any questions, obviously they can reach out to us at any time. So, um, we just, we, we love bully girl magazine. Um, I think that the, the concept of bully girl and everybody who's involved with it is just a perfect fit for us. Um, we just love that 
everybody that seems to be doing interviews with them or, you know, kind of follows them or, yeah. you know, that they're involved with it. We all ha kind of have that same mentality. We always yes. want the best for the breed. Um, we just overall very supportive of each other. You know, even there's people I've seen that have done interviews with Bully Girl and I've reached out to them on Instagram. They've just been great. Like, I just feel like oh, it's all awesome. a very, very close community. Even people within just the Bully Girl community is just great. So yeah, mm -hmm. always reach out if you have any questions, if you're interested, anything, you know, always shoot us a message. We're always happy to help or, or just, you know, just chat it up. And you're, you have two Instagram pages, correct? Correct. So, um, at the beginning, you know, we had the one and it worked well. And then we just kind of, you know, got, got a lot bigger, got a lot more dogs. So we split it up to kind of make it a little bit easier. So we have, um, at the fashion kennel, it's at the dot fashion kennel that has our pockets, our Frenchies and the Borable on there. Um, and then we have our other page, which is at dark bullies, um, that has our nanos, our exotics, um, and our micros on that page, just so we can kind of split up. People can differentiate between the two. So we, that's why we have the two pages. Oh, well, I really enjoyed having you on Kelsey and everybody keep coming back to the bully girl magazine podcast, follow at bully girl mag. You can also follow me at Lisa Davis MPH on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, also go and get the bully girl app on Google play. Or you can get it where you get your apps on Apple and just keep coming back to the show. Rate, review, subscribe. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you.